Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. If you guys like this show, you need to check out Divorce Sucks with celebrity divorce attorney Laura Wasser. Each week, she answers questions, shares anecdotes, and chats with opinionated men and women, innovative thought leaders, and celebrities about breaking up, getting divorced, and moving on. Her past guests include Sean Gold, her father, Dennis Wasser, and most recently, the amazing Kris Jenner. So, check out Divorce Sucks with Laura Wasser weekly on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. From Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hey guys, welcome back to another Shenanigans. So today, we're doing something different again. I have a co-host with me and an amazing guest. So my co-host is Miss Billy Lee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for helping me out with this. I know Billy has some insight with our guest today, Jill Winterstein, aka the Spirit Daughter. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So thanks for being here. Uh, Love your necklace. She has this like gorgeous like crescent moon necklace. It's really pretty. So pretty. Thank you. And I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Uh, there is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, now you got to tell um, Actually, this is opal, uh, which was a favorite stone of my grandmother's. Uh-huh. And my friend actually uh, has a company that makes these um, called the Nishama Project. I'll give her a little plug. Yeah. Um, and uh, we connected. She was the first person I actually met when I moved here in, to L.A. eight years ago. Okay. And uh, we connected on stories, on vibe, on all the things. Uh, and so she gifted this to me when the Moon workbooks were really taking off. Yeah, we're going to get into that too. Thing, so. oh. Awesome. <laughs> I was holding back on the story. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Well, welcome. Thank you. So I know you started your interest in astrology when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure you must have felt like a pull towards this since you were younger, right? Like what made you gravitate towards doing this as a career? Uh, I've always had a pull towards uh, astrology and psychology and basically anything that could explain the human consciousness. Mm-hmm. I just became really fascinated with it. I have yeah. no idea why. Maybe I was born this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. Born with that gift. Probably. Uh, I probably had my first existential crisis when I was 12. And, oh, you know, no. I was like, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? Yeah. So was 12 always, was a tough age it's for really women. It's a really tough age. 12 and 13, no joke. <laughs> Were the worst two years of my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. My mother will tell you all about that summer uh-huh. <laughs> in detail because she hasn't forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I didn't tell my mom a lot of the. 12 and 13 year old stories until I was like I'm gonna wait till I graduate high school and then tell my mom how awful junior high was because she just had a baby and I didn't want her to feel bad that I was going through shit so I was like no no I'm fine I'm so happy in school and I was just like I hate my life yeah (laughs) everything's great now yeah Yeah. everything's great now it's just it was just a rough patch yeah it was it was yeah, it was the late '90s. Puberty, right? Is yes. that the age? That's yeah, not, yeah, that's that's the age. Yeah. And I was in Catholic school, so that naturally lent to some questions. <laughs> yeah, I was in public.
public school, <laughs> and then my parents were like, we're taking you out of public school, and we're putting your ass in Catholic school. Oh, wow. And that was actually what helped me, I uh-huh. think, just from being in public school for so long, and then making the switch. I was like, I'm not wearing uniforms. I'm going to flunk that test on purpose. <laughs> and then I'm sitting in the room taking the test. I'm like, well, I know the answer is A. I can't purposely pick C, because I was a good kid. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Your goodness shine, shown through. Yes. <laughs> like it. So, you studied at John Hopkins. Uh, I did research at John uh-huh. Hopkins. That's amazing. Uh, and in neuroscience, uh-huh. so I was actually a neurogenetics researcher uh, in my previous career, in one of my previous careers. Uh, so yeah, kind of a nerd. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so okay, just for my listeners, let's just like start from the beginning. So what got you really into studying astrology, neuroscience, consciousness, all of that? Uh, I, w- I would say that it probably was um, this natural search for meaning uh-huh. uh, that I tuned into from a young age. And then I went, you know, I found, I sought it out. I sought out psychology. I was reading psychology books when I was 16 and I was reading astrology books. So anything that would provide me with answers, I just latched onto mm-hmm. um, and read books and talked to people. Astrology in particular it was uh, kind of serendipitous in a lot of ways. I would just stumble into these like metaphysical books shops that would be selling crystals and astrology books because back then there was no internet <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah this was like 1996 so you uh-huh. had to like go buy the book you couldn't download it oh totally <laughs> yeah no internet that was before even dial up exactly it was before even dial up i don't even think like the younger millennials know what dial up is yeah. <laughs> it was before all of that so yeah. you know here i was just kind of curious wondering what the hell was going on in the world and stumbling into, you know, these shops and talking to these ladies about astrology and crystals and, you know, all these questions and things that I had going on in my mind that nobody in, in my immediate world, like my mom, could really give me an answer. You know, my, mm-hmm. mom, my mom's in finance. So okay. she was just looking at me like, what? what little different. On with a little different. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically at a young age just started this search and uh, for answers to the universe. And yeah. I still don't have them. Uh, but that was the thing that I found. It was it was a lifelong search. So it's a journey. Um, it's yeah, a journey. Sure. Yeah. It's it's a journey. And so every part of my path has has been that. And and in my you know discoveries, I found many methods of healing, and I found many things that worked for me. And you know, I still can't unravel the mysteries of the consciousness or the human mind. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have I have found many many tools uh, in my journey yeah. and my travels that have helped me and helped others. Totally. Wait, can I ask every, what everyone's sign You can is? ask whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, go for it. Oh, see, I, I, have, okay. I have the – it's right here. That's oh, – we're going to get I'm into like, it. I'm dying to know what <laughs> yes. your sign is. Okay, we can just go right to that yeah. and then go back to my questions. <laughs> so, okay, so I have this app called CoStar yes. on my phone. Yes. And, oh, my God, I was so into it last night that I was literally, like, in tears because I was like, okay, this shit is so spot on right now. Like, it is creepy. Like, my sister says that we live in a simulation and, like, has all of these, like, theories and all of these things, but I was like, my phone is listening to what is going on in my life right now because it just, it could not have been more spot on. So I'm, my son is in Taurus. Okay. My moon is in Sagittarius and Mm -hmm. my rising sign is Gemini. Gemini. Got it. And everything, I have to read some of this because it was just like (laughs) fascinating to me last night. I screenshot it. I was like, oh my God, we have to talk about this. Wait, what side is it? So my son is in Taurus. No, but what? What? Um, co-star. Co-star. Okay. Oh, yeah. co-star, co-star. Which app? Yeah. 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 Okay. So it says the sun determines your ego, identity, and role in life. It's the core of who you are, and is the sign you're most likely to already know. Your sun is in Taurus, meaning you are fundamentally stable. I hope. (laughs) Deliberate and practical, though somewhat stubborn, as most Tauruses are. Mm -hmm. Your sensual side takes comfort and pleasure very seriously. You appreciate nice things when they're useful and meaningful. People appreciate how reliable you are. True that. And this is what I wanted to ask you about. It says, it's in your 11th house, Mm -hmm. meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through social status, including platonic and casual friends. (laughs) Totally. Along with your hopes, wishes, and dreams. So Mm -hmm. what does the 11th house mean? How many 
houses are there? There are 12 houses. Okay. So each, there are 12 zodiac signs. Uh, and each, oh, okay. So, yeah, each zodiac gotcha. sign has uh, a planet that rules it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Venus rules Taurus and also has a house uh, that it belongs to. Okay. Um, and basically, the natural order of the zodiac wheel is that Aries is the first house. And so uh, those properties match up, right? So gotcha. first house is all about the self. Aries is about the self. Mm-hmm. For your personal chart, your rising sign, which is Gemini, mm-hmm. starts your wheel. So Gemini is in your first house. That's the house of yourself. Gotcha. So that's why your rising sign is normally what we say is what you project out into the world. That's the image that you project. Which is so spot on because – got to read this. I was fascinated by this last night. It says, rising in Gemini, your ascendant is the mask you present yes, to people. Exactly. And I am so – Billy knows this. Like, I'm so guilty of putting on this happy mask. Everything's perfect. And then, like, crying when I get home. But, like, to other people, mm-hmm. always acting like everything's sunshine and rainbows. It's like – my thing. Mm-hmm. But this was the first year I stopped doing that and I just let myself be open and vulnerable. And I think That's that easy. for our job and the show that we're on, I think people will get to see that side of me, which they never have before. But when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. It says, it can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. Some say it becomes less relevant as you get older. It changes every two hours, which I found interesting. So if it doesn't make sense, text your mom and confirm your birth time. But I got mine. 8.36 a.m., mom. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Your ascendant is in Gemini, meaning you come across as quick-witted, chatty, yep, eclectic, and fun, though somewhat inconsistent. (laughs) In conversation, you seem probing and curious, and that's all so true. And it's – I don't think I'm necessarily inconsistent, but I'm very wishy-washy at times, and I like to see all sides. And so I'm like, no, I totally agree with you. Ah, no, I think I agree with you. But then I agree with that person too, so I can see how that Mm -hmm. can come off as inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what you – like I always say, I can't I, – I have a hard time guessing sun signs, but I can guess rising signs, uh-huh. you know? Like people are like, can you guess? Because that's what you're putting out into the yeah. world. That's your rising sign. And it was the sign, so it was the constellation that was rising on the horizon when you were born. So that's why it changes every two hours, right? Oh, because you have different okay. things rising in different oh, hours. Okay. Um, so that's why it changes. The rising sign changes more quickly than than anything else that you'll see in that chart. Um, so yeah, your rising is Gemini. The interesting thing about your chart is your rising is Gemini. Your moon is in Sagittarius. Sagittarius yeah. and Gemini are opposite one another. So they sit opposite in in the zodiac wheel. Mm-hmm. So and your moon is your emotions, right? So your moon rules your emotions. Uh-huh. So basically, your emotional body is always at war with what you're presenting to the world. It's so true. So moon and Sagittarius. The moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. This is likely the sign you most think of yourself as, since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Your moon is in Sagittarius, meaning your emotional self is restless, self questioning optimistic and independent all true you may hide your sensitivities behind an interest in finding new ways to feel yep it's in your sixth house meaning you find security and safety through work routines and bodily health mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the house thing getting back to that yeah um so your your wheel you know we can think of it as a wheel starts with gemini so gemini makes your first house and then everything sort of falls into place so the next sign is cancer that's in your second house mm. next sign is leo that's your third house so it'll like all fall like that and then the houses are the arenas so they are kind of the containers or the places in your life where these energies show up So that's where you're going to see them more. So when we look at like your sun in Taurus, we're going to see those qualities, which are your core personality coming up in your 11th house, which is called the house of friends, but it's also the house of humanity. It's, it's typically ruled by Aquarius in the natural chart. So it takes on all of those properties of Aquarius, Mm -hmm. which are like out of the box thinking, which are humanity, which are bringing together the collective, uh, grouping, bringing groups of people together. So your 
your son falls in the eleventh house, which means you probably throw a really great party. I did last <laughs> night. Yeah. Oh my god, I do throw a really great party. Ask anyone who had my carne asada nachos last night. Yeah, and it's probably creative because <laughs> Taruses are very yes. creative. Yeah. So you, were pro- you probably would have made an amazing event planner thrower. You know, it was something a couple years ago. I thought about getting into after my mom and I planned. My amazing wedding, which led to divorce, but whatever. The wedding itself was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should, like, get into event planning because it's something I definitely – I mean, not that it's genetic, but I've inherited it from my mom. She's an amazing host. And I think that's just something I've kind of gotten from her, but definitely mm-hmm. true. You're a natural host. Yeah. Which you're naturally I'm a people host. pleaser. You're a people I'm pleaser. a pushover. Well, not necessarily <laughs> a pushover. You don't have to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, Taurus is, is the bull. It's stubborn. Yeah. I mean, you can dig your heels in if you want. I do both. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And with Sagittarius, the same thing. Sagittarius uh, is a very happy sign. I always think of Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jupiter and Sagittarius are like the fun guy at the party. They're like the extroverts are always like making the great right. jokes and, you know, making the great salsa and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so emotionally, it's actually amazing for you because you have this as your emotions. Uh, there's also a quest of freedom, though, that comes with it. So moons and Sagittarius are often like, where am I traveling next? Like, I I need to travel. I need to wander. I need to seek truth. I need to mm-hmm. find knowledge. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to fulfill you. Uh-huh. Right? Our moon sign tells us what our needs are and what fulfills us. So anytime you feel, like, depressed or sad or anxious, you always look to your moon. What does my moon need? You know, does my moon need a trip? Of course. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to Iceland next month for this exact reason. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. That's the perfect thing for you. Speaking uh-huh. of moons, okay, so I have two water signs. I'm Pisces, and then mm-hmm. my rising is um, Gemini. Mm-hmm. But then I have my moon as Scorpio, and okay. I'm crying all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm so emotional yeah. all the time. Yeah. So your rising is Gem- so, Gemini. So, yeah, signs. I'm a Pisces. Okay, you're Pisces. And then... Um, yeah, and then moon my Scorpio. moon is Scorpio. Gemini. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like the Gemini is really the only thing that holds me together. Like, and Gemini's air, so yeah, that puts, um, yeah, it, that, it, that's a hard one. The moon and Scorpio. My moon's in Scorpio. I'm a Leo with a moon in Scorpio. Moon Scorpio is heart. I think it's one of the hardest moon signs personally, and that may just be because I'm biased. It's intense. It's yeah. emotionally intense because uh, Scorpio is a very deep sign. It's very deep, uh, very transformative. Scorpios are always seeking to uh, get to the psychological underpinnings. It's probably what motivated me to like keep searching and searching and searching mm-hmm. for the depths yeah. of human consciousness. That is a very Scorpio trait. That was my moon and Scorpio dictating that kind of behavior. So when your moon's in Scorpio and you know you're feeling sad or you're feeling depressed, the thing to do is to sit with it and transform the energy. And that's yeah. hard. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's not easy. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, when I'm feeling like feelings of anxiety or sadness or stress coming up, I sit down on my meditation cushion and I just feel them and I – I use the power of alchemy, which is a gift of the Scorpio moon, to transform them into something else. But it's taken years and years and years of steady practice to be able to do that. Uh, So it's a really intense one. Um, So it's not that you're emotional all the time. It's just that you need to create a container or a space to actually feel into your emotions and feel okay doing so. And know that you have the power to turn them into anything that you want Mm -hmm. you know like if I feel depression starting to come up I now create I force myself to create something because that's the way to transform that that for me I do I I write and I blog so it's definitely Mm -hmm. I especially if I'm getting rejected or something horrible happens on a date I will go home and cry but then I'll write about it the next couple days and it feels like so healing yeah, it's very, yeah. very healing for you because you're moving that energy outward. You're alchemizing mm-hmm. it. You're a magician, and magicians don't have it easy is <laughs> yeah. what it comes down to, especially with the Pisces, Pisces sun because uh, Pisces is also another water sign. So uh, it is more emotional, but Pisces, um, they lack boundaries. So they're empathic, which is an amazing thing. So they can take on other people's feelings, but then they take on other people's yeah, feelings. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I like walk into Sir sometimes and I feel like I, I leave and I feel so overwhelmed because uh-huh. some people, you know, they drink and then it's like they throw it 
like all their energy on top of you and like I can't mm-hmm. breathe. And yeah. she's a lot newer into this group of crazy people who we film a show with, work with, are friends with, are enemies with. Like it's just it's a toxic and amazing loving group at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just we're very up and down with each other and she's the newest member into this group. Mm-hmm. So we've all been doing this for like seven, eight years now. And it's like I'm trying to be like, okay, it's just it's gonna get better. But like I mean it's it's tough, especially with like such a clicky group of people who already are set in their ways mm-hmm. to try and like penetrate that and like break into it it's definitely not easy no no that's not easy especially with all that water your gemini gives you a little extra version but Mm -hmm. the pisces and scorpio is going to tend to introvert you which is going to make breaking into like groups a little bit harder for you um you're more the person that needs to be invited in versus like a leo is just gonna run in and be like hey i'm here what's going on that's so true (laughs) billy you're invited to girls night for the rest of my life Oh my god! I know. I know. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 okay. It's like we all kind of deal with with what we have. It's like we all yeah. work with the cards that were dealt, right? And everything is perfect. And I always tell people that above anything else, we always have free will as humans. Like our birth chart does not dictate everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's my question too. Is a lot of people, especially like you know guys that we date, sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, astrology? What the hell? I don't believe that." Like, what do you say to people that say they don't believe it? Um, Obviously, there's free will. And, mm-hmm. you know, when some people also get those very generic daily horoscopes, they're like, mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with me. I'm like, well, it's not your chart, first of all. It's literally mm-hmm. just a very general daily horoscope. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just curious what you would tell people because sometimes I'm like trying to defend astrology. And I'm like, you no, know, I never defend it. Okay. Well, which is, that's... you know, that's always been sort of my stance on it. I just give the information. Um, and I feel like if people really want it, they'll start picking it up and they'll start observing. You know, my formal training is in research. So that's observational science. So I have six years mm-hmm. under my belt of pure observational science. Uh, and I can tell you a lot of the science that we do is just correlations anyway. Like mm-hmm. there's very few things that are pure cause and effect. Uh, most of the studies we read are correlation, um, you know, anyhow. And so when you look at something like astrology, if somebody's really pressing me, I'll just tell them, hey, just observe observe it for for a month just observe your sign figure out what yeah. your sign is observe what's happening like mm-hmm. observe okay today the sun is in virgo the moon is in libra just observe it just learn a little bit you know you don't have to believe in it right away to to start learning about it uh, but you know just pick it up and see just g- give it a fair shot give it a fair shot and start to see if some things start to correlate I'm not convincing people that like this is causing this I'm just saying hey when the moon's in the sign see if you feel this way right you know if you do then maybe that can help you you know this is this is here why not learn about it why not use it to help us yeah you know and if it doesn't make sense to you it doesn't make sense to you if it's not in in your resonance or in your field to learn about these things then then cool, go go do something else, you mm-hmm. know, with your time. Like, I'm fine with that. You know, I want people, I want to educate people and I want them to come to me with like an open mind, you right. know, and, yeah. and just be willing, just be willing to observe these things and be willing to apply some of these things to their lives and just see what happens. You know, what's, what's the harm? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, that's what I tell it's people all the time. I'm like, what have you got to lose? Like, you know, try something, say yes. Like, I started doing that this year. I used to be a person who would make a lot of excuses. Mm -hmm. If I didn't want to do something or go to something, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just going to say this and kind of go around the truth a little and add this in. And now I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Mm -hmm. And, like, through that, I've made some amazing friends. Like, I've had some great experiences. But it's like if I would have just been the normal Sheena self who makes excuses, like, I would have missed out on a lot of opportunities. So, yeah. Yeah. I say go for it, people. Yeah, yeah I never turn down it. opportunities. Like, even dates sometimes. I'm like, I'm not 100% interested, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no because you never know what could happen. Yeah. Um, There's this yeah. one guy who keeps asking me out for, like, the last two months. And so I'm like, I'm just – I'm not into him in a way that I want to go on, like, a one-on-one date. So I keep inviting him to group things. <laughs> What's the sign? Um, that I don't know. You should always find that out. I know. I'm always yeah. about the sign. And should I want to know who this is, first of all. You'd be saying people Lauren's in the group. friend. Wait. I was just about to talk about Lauren because he was, he's a Scorpio. And, oh, yeah. I think he's cute. He is cute. I just, 
I don't know. It's just there's not the spark. Yeah, no, you need the spark. Yeah. You need a spark. And you know, Lauren, you he's a, a Scorpio and he's so like just such an amazing person. Yeah. But I'm always like, you're such a Scorpio. And he's like, what? And then he started researching it. And now he's like, he's like oh. <laughs> see, yeah. the person in my life closest with is also a Taurus. Okay. And my ex-boyfriend was a Taurus. Okay. My mother wow. is a Taurus. Okay. I have a lot of Tauruses. Is that good or bad? Uh, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Does that mean we bump heads a lot? Because we do. Uh, you can bump heads a lot just because I'm not Taurus Look at my is... mom out there looking. I'm not just saying you. <laughs> my best friend is also a Taurus. Adam. Taurus can be stubborn. So I always say that every sign has a low side and yeah. a high side. Uh-huh. Uh, and I and then I always say that if both people are embodying the high side, then anybody can get along. Yeah. But if you're embodying the low side, which Taurus is stubbornness. Yes. Uh, and sticking to your comfort zones and attachments. Uh-huh. Right. So like holding on for dear life, you know, to this belief or right. idea or the pair of shoes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, won't let them go. Clean out your closet. <laughs> oh, my God. So true. But. That's more of like the low side of Taurus. So if you have a couple Tauruses in a room and, you know, they're not balanced or they're just like leaning one way or the other or they're (laughs) triggering each other. Triggering. Because you know, you know how to trigger another Taurus better than anybody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, he knows how to trigger me all right. (laughs) So if you're triggering each other, then you're going to evoke the low sides, which is going to bring out your stubbornness and you're going to bump heads. Uh Uh-huh. So that, you know, that's how that works. My husband's a Leo. And okay. So My sister is a Leo. And I'm a Leo. And so the low side of Leo is like, you know, center of attention. So we will get into these battles where we're like, no, me, no, me, no, me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And that's like my mom and my sister, they constantly, the Taurus and the Leo are like mm-hmm. – bumping mm-hmm. heads yeah and then i'm just one. like the nice one in the middle i'm like no like don't be mean to me mom and uh, i'm just like i'm gonna stay out of it yeah. <laughs> that that's a hard one yeah. yeah leo and taurus is a hard one yeah but my sister and i yeah. get along perfectly she's my best yeah, friend that's awesome it's just her and my mom they just yeah. can't figure it out yeah yeah and there's <laughs> other things that come into play too so you want to look at moons uh, and you want to look at like where your venus is especially when you're dealing with relationships so Ooh. you need to find out the guy's like time of birth location. <laughs> I know. I'm all time about birth. I'm all about stalking astrology wise. Like I have all these books in my house, but I, I won't stalk their Instagram or anything. But I'll definitely like look at their birthday. Wait, this like, is so sure. interesting. And I'll, I'll even do the whole compatible thing, which leads me to the question: like, which signs are more compatible with each other? Yes, um, dating wise. Yeah, dating, dating wise. wise. Yeah. So it's a it's a couple of factors because there are sun signs. So there's there's kind of like a general question where. Um, yeah, you know, fire will get along with fire, air will get along with air, water will get along with water. So if you look at like the water signs, you know, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, I love them. They tend to get along really well. They tend to understand each other, yeah. but at the same time, they can really trigger each other. So it's like kind of what mm. to be aware of. Um, and then also, like I remember talking to like two Cancers who were in a re- relationship. They were just so emotional. Like neither one of them could get past their emotions <laughs> to like get my ex husband was a Cancer. <laughs> I've been there. I love cancers, though. They, I've they're met amazing. cancer guys, and they're, they're crying all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're some totally of my best amazing. friends are cancers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they're they're absolutely awesome. But you put two of them together in a relationship, may not work Ooh. out so well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, opposites actually can work out really well together, which is interesting. They also can go the other way. Um, again, it's about embodying those high sides or mm-hmm. low sides. But you look at something like, uh, you know, Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus and Scorpios actually have a lot in common. Opposing zodiac signs on that wheel, right? If we imagine that wheel, like it's a clock, you know, everything has its counterpart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, noon has six and, you know, 11 has five and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, so it's the same thing with the zodiac. So every zodiac sign has an, an opposing sign. Uh, so Taurus is Scorpio. Okay. Um, so those can actually work out because opposing signs are actually two sides of the same coin. Their core is very similar. Their execution of the energy is a bit different. But at their core, they're, they're pretty similar. When is Scorpio? Scorpio is in November. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you can also find that you guys totally clash in the opposition. Uh, Again, it's uh-huh. about that low side, high side. If you guys yeah. are both embodying the low sides of your signs while you're in the relationship, because right. the relationship's going to bring out different energy, then you're going to be in a true opposition. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's a lot of different factors. You also want to look at the moon. I always say look at the moons, uh-huh. uh, even more so than the sun signs when you're dealing with relationships. Look at the moon and the Venus placement, right? So each of the planets also have their signs. So you have mm-hmm. Venus in a sign, Mercury in a sign, so forth. My Venus is in Aries. Your Venus is in Aries. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. That's good. <gasps> Wait, I didn't, I didn't read this last night. Okay. Hold on. This is something you're going to be like, totally. <laughs> Determines how and what you love. It indicates how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to. Your Venus is in Aries, meaning your romantic side is enthusiastic, impulsive, and direct. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you fall in love quickly and out of love just as fast. Hell yeah, Julia Michaels. She says that in one of her songs. I can love you just like that, and I can leave just as fast. Yeah. Um, The Issues song. Shout out to her. You tend to be forthright and direct with your crushes. (laughs) Even if you haven't confessed, you make a lot of inside jokes, touch them a lot, and maintain eye contact. Why am I reading this live out loud? (laughs) Uh, I hope no guys who want to date me are listening to this. Um, You alternate between seeming demanding and disinterested in the relationship. It's in your 10th house, meaning that for you, love is often expressed in career goals, success, and responsibility. This app, you guys, is amazing. It's called CoStar. <laughs> I know. I'm going to download it right now. Wow. Literally. This is so pretty, spot on. Yeah, they're pretty I'm accurate. Shook. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you may actually want to look for, for an Aries uh, because he'll understand your, your love life. My ex-boyfriend was on the cusp. Yeah. You may want to, like, kind of play okay. around with Aries. an Aries or a guy with a moon in Aries. Okay. Although, guys with a moon in Aries can be a little freedom-driven, so you might want to. Stay away from that. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's everyone in LA, though. Like, true. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're both single women. So uh-huh. we're like, yeah. okay, what should we steer away from? Because it's not yeah. that I'm looking for something, but what do I want to not have? What do you want to not have? You know? Yeah. So, okay. Moon mm-hmm. and Aries, watch out. Red flag. I'm not good with Maybe. Geminis. Like, I don't know why I can't date a Gemini. Like, I've tried a couple times. Gemini, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can be they can be very hard. Even though your rising is in Gemini, that can be hard for a water sign. So a water waters will do uh, better with earth signs. Oh, I love earth sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because water and earth are both feminine. Air and fire are masculine. Right, so it all comes down to the elements. Okay, so water and earth are feminine. Water and earth are feminine. I'm all about the feminine energy. Water women do very well with earth men. Yes. Okay, I'm going to write this down right now. Because they ground you. Because <laughs> they'll ground you. Yeah. And they'll they'll create a container for your emotions. And if you guys, like, both create, like, the high side together, then you have space. You have somebody who is creating space for you and structure for you to download your emotions and wow. process them and transform them, hopefully. I've been literally saying out loud, like, the last week I've been manifesting and writing about having a boyfriend. Like, it's time. I'm ready to have a relationship. Now I just need to say it out loud. Like, I have a boyfriend who's also um, an earth sign. There you go. <laughs> like, that needs to happen. Yeah. I'm an earth sign. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Wait, what sign? Okay, so I'm a Taurus. So what's so you're Earth. I'm Earth. So you're an Earth sign. I would not suggest you going for a water sign. I would actually stay away from water signs if I were you. In the, in the male department. And water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, hence mm-hmm. why I am divorced. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> stay away from water. You're a little too strong for a water guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Water men are amazing, uh, but because water is such a feminine element uh-huh. and uh, demands that you embrace your intuition and your feminine side, it can be very hard for a man to deal with being a Cancer or a Scorpio or a Pisces. Some of them do it brilliantly. Um, you know, but they, some of them really struggle. Yeah. And my guess is, is that, uh, most of them struggle more than the ones that make the high so side. So true. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that really master the, the water usually end up like, you know, crystal dude or yeah. <laughs> like, or like a very evolved, you mm-hmm. know, like a very evolved uh-huh. man, you know, like a, a, he ends up like a shaman or, you know, a public speaker is like speaking yeah. about positivity or like writing a book on, you yeah. know, I've totally met them. I've totally met them. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So what are earth signs again? Earth signs are Virgo, Taurus Virgo. and Capricorn and Capricorn. Oh, What's early February? 
Early February is Aquarius. Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that good for me? Uh, it can be good for you. Aquarius mm-hmm. and Pisces. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Pisces. Uh, well, Pisces is a water Pisces sign. Pisces starts yeah. about the 20, 20th of February. Okay. So. Yeah. Because I'm the 22nd of February. Yeah. 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 You're right on the cusp. Yeah. My dad's a Pisces. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah so, okay. Tell us. I wonder um, if your mom agrees with that. Pisces male. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you have so much, like, power behind you. you I have do. A lot of- See, and I think that's intimidating as far as relationships go, is because mm-hmm. I am a very independent, self sufficient woman who makes mm-hmm. her own money and does not need a man. Mm-hmm. And you have a I lot may of want fire. one, but I don't need one. And you have a lot of earth and fire in I your do. chart already, from what I'm hearing. Uh-huh. And so that just gives you, like, this structure and this motivation um, and gives you uh, – not an intense personality, but like you know who you know who you are. Absolutely, and you could probably bulldoze over a guy very easily, especially oh, totally. if he hasn't like come to terms with his own mm-hmm. power. Yeah, which I, I picture you hard. with a powerful dude that can mm-hmm. handle that and like has his own independence and his own like big huge life. That's what know? I need. I don't need what I've already. You had. may need a fire sign. You may need an Aries or fire a Sagittarius. Sign. You probably do really well with the Sagittarius too. Sometimes it helps to, and you can experiment with this to match your moon, right? Because moon is the feminine, uh-huh. so your moon is in Sagittarius. Sun is masculine, so you match your moon with with the guy, sun. Oh, mm-hmm. match my moon with someone's sun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Match moon with sun. You would be matching the Scorpio man, male, which. Like is very Scorpio men are interesting. <laughs> Can I tell you honestly, it's the best sex I've ever had. Their I was gonna say they're so, amazing in bed. Their sex is so yeah. passionate. Like I've fallen really hard. And you know, um, Lauren, he he's a Scorpio, and then his also his moon is Pisces. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I keep him at arm distance at all times because I'm like, I will fall in love with you. Like yeah. especially like. I've had an ex-boyfriend who was a Scorpio, and the sex was so good. I still like think about it and masturbate to it. <laughs> That's how good it was. Yeah. You gotta get that. They are good, known but for that. better. Yeah, exactly. So you think about something new and yeah. not the past. I'm not, yeah. I mean, it only comes up once in a while, but definitely like Scorpio <laughs> mm-hmm. stuck with me. So there's some evidence, you know, on yeah. how to defend astrology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, conclusively, I have yet to talk to a woman who does not say that a Scorpio man was like yeah. the best guy in yeah. bed. Okay, well, while <laughs> we're so talking about sex, Billy has these crystal sex toys. And I know your website featured a section with crystals. Crystals, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, like enlighten me on this crystals thing. Yeah, because I had it. Um, I, I mean, I still do have a crystal. Uh, it's kind of like a crystal dildo in a way. Um, it also helps me dilate. So my vagina, because I had sexual reassignment surgery, it doesn't like dilate like a, okay. a normal vagina, and so um, or a cyst vagina. So I have to use that sometimes, especially if I'm like if I have a sexual partner whose penis is somewhat large. Uh huh. Um, Scorpio. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I I love this crystal. Like I like use, I did this whole meditation thing with Buzzfeed back in the day, and we did this whole workshop where I like meditated and just gave so much love to my vagina while I was um, dilating and mm-hmm. meditating with the crystal. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely interested. What does it mean? Of is it mean of jade or quartz um, or rose quartz? Rose, yeah. Rose quartz, okay. Yeah. yeah, they're usually either made of, like, jade quartz or rose quartz. Yeah. Uh, rose quartz is for love. It's for unconditional mm-hmm. love. So you're supposed to carry the vibration of love. So it's great if you're like, practicing how to love yourself or yeah. you just need to invoke that emotion. Quartz is very clearing. So clear quartz or rose quartz will clear out any negativity. Uh, so crystals, uh, w- their properties come from their vibration. So they carry an energetic vibration that is said to align with like the vibration of love, right? So every emotion carries its own vibration, mm-hmm. uh, which you know is one of the ways that we alchemize our emotions as we just shift the vibration. So in any event, every emotion, every quality has a certain vibration. Crystals each carry a vibration within their being, mm. uh, and so when and we, that's when they're formed, right? And that's it's when like they're back formed. Back in the day, where the planet, the condition of the planet, and when they were formed, 
they're now that energy. They're now that energy. Okay. Yeah. They're now Mm -hmm. that energy. And they like vibrate. Imagine their little Mm -hmm. molecules vibrating at a certain frequency. Um, So someday physics will prove this. I can't wait. I know. I'm alive. I know. I put my crystals in the sun, but people always ask me like, what, how does it have energy? And I'm like, I love that you just explained that because I put mine to charge them. I put it in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put them in the full moon too. It'll cleanse them. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. The full moon will cleanse them. But yeah, the sun, you know, sends us – it's light codes, right? So mm-hmm. it's just vibrations of light. The same thing with the moon. We're picking it all up. We're all – we're just dealing with frequencies here of energy mm-hmm. for the most part. And crystals carry a certain frequency. So when you're holding rose quartz, it helps align your energetic field with the vibration of love, which is the vibration the, the rose quartz is carrying. Oh, oh wow. And maybe yeah. that's what your vagina needs is some unconditional love. To that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was sending love to her because I just like, I think going through any crazy transformation, I was like scared. And then I was like putting negative energy towards my vagina because it was so tight and I did go through a lot of pain. So I needed to just put love there. That's yeah. great. And small dick that. guys need love too. Hey, I'm all about a small dick guy. Like, honestly, I would prefer it. That's how. You hear that, boys? <laughs> like, I don't I'm do always like, I don't do any prep. <laughs> my girlfriends are like, his dick was so small, I can't do it. And I'm like, like, send him over. over. <laughs> I'm like, that one's too big for you. Send him over. <laughs> okay, now um, I want you to tell us more about your workbooks. Um, like, how can they help people understand themselves better? So my workbooks are based on the collective astrology. Mm-hmm. So what's happening right now, not personal. And they're based on the moon signs. So we just Ooh. had the new moon yesterday okay. in, in Virgo. Mm-hmm. So the new, the new moon is always in the same sign as the sun. Right? So the sun's in Virgo right now. Uh, it's Virgo season. Anybody born today is a Virgo. Um, and mm. then the moon travels, it spends about two and a half days in each sign and travels around you know, the earth through the signs mm-hmm. and then meets back with the sun every new moon. So it's this marker when the moon and the sun meet every new moon. And with that gives us both of their energies, their combined energies. And so just like we were talking about vibrations, we can harness the vibrations of say the new moon to help us plant powerful intentions, create seeds, you know, that will blossom all mm-hmm. month long or for the next six months and really align with ourselves and our subconscious. Yeah. Right. So they say mm-hmm. that the veil between the subconscious and the conscious mind is lowered on the new moon because the moon and the sun, masculine, feminine, dark, light are together in the sky. Okay. They're also gravitationally pulling on us from the same direction. Oh. I feel like when a new moon's around, like uh, happening, I feel like there's no shadow. So I feel like everything is just here. Yes. Like, oh, I'm very sensitive. I feel a lot. I'm, um, I remember I did a, a ceremony, an ayahuasca ceremony one time, and it was during a new moon. And it was the hardest ceremony that I experienced. And um, the shaman was like, oh, sweetie, it's a new moon. There's no shadows. Mm-hmm. Everything's here for you. And I was mm-hmm. like, <gasps> That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so you can get in touch with what you really want Mm -hmm. and all that, all those layers that we use to suppress our true desires are lifted. And so the workbook works like walks people through the process of uncovering through journaling prompts, uh, who you really are and what you really want while harnessing the energy of that new moon. So we just had the new moon in Virgo yesterday, all about healing, all about finding your unique gift to the world, right? What do you want to express about yourself? What do you want to give? What do you want to offer? What do you want to be of service? Virgo usually is in the sixth house, house uh-huh. of service. Getting back to your house question. Yeah. Uh, so you had something in your sixth house. That's yep. your moon. That's mm-hmm. your service, right? That's your offering. Um, so Virgo will tell us. So the new moon in Virgo yesterday, it's time to really think about like, what is your service? What is your offering? You know, what do you want to give to the world? And what do you have to heal within yourself to realize you're worthy enough and good enough to give mm-hmm. your gift to the world. Yeah. Right. So that that was like the main theme of yesterday's new moon. So the workbooks, well, you know, there's an explanation on Virgo. A lot of people will just get them because they love it. I talk about the sun sign. I talk about the moon sign. People, mm-hmm. people with their sun in Virgo or this. People with their moon in Virgo or this. Um, and then I'll also like go into like what the new moon means, what the new moon in Virgo means. I give meditations. I give um, like yoga. You can do that. It's all to align you with the energy of the new moon and Virgo. 
So those two things. And then there's a dream time sequence for you to like dream your life, create your intentions, see your visions, and just get to know like who you are. Like what Mm -hmm. do you want? Like what do you want in this world? Because we can have anything that we want. We just have to know what it is that we want. Right. Exactly. You know, that is the that's the point. One of the other things I wanted to ask you is I saw on your website, which is spiritdaughter.com, check it out, that you um feature a lot of dream catchers. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me more about this. Like, do they really, like, catch dreams? I mean, <laughs> like, how can they benefit and help in spiritual exploration? I have them all over my house. So I, 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 I have some. But yeah. Yeah. I love dream I, I really never knew the real point of them other than for looks. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I'm going to hang it up in my room. But I'm like, is it really catching my dreams? Is it taking yeah. my nightmares away from me? Like, So it's sad. I actually work with a woman in Bali who hand makes all those dream uh-huh. pictures. She's amazing. Uh, her and her sisters hand make all of these. Yeah. And, um, you know, the ones we sell, the profits, uh, her share of it goes to, like, supporting her and her village and Aww, things like that. So the that. Money, money she makes from these dream catchers. That's amazing. Um, but it's said that the net uh, actually acts as a filter so we have all these energies floating around us. We have negative energies. We have positive energies. Uh-huh. I don't really believe any energy is negative or positive until we put our conscious spin on it. But that's another story. We have all these different vibrations, all these different frequencies. Mm-hmm. The dream catcher catches the bad ones. And then it catches all of them, actually. It catches the bad and the positive. It holds on to the bad ones. So it's like a coffee filter. And the bad oh. ones are like the beans, you know, or the grinds. Yeah. And it yeah. holds on to them. And then it allows the good energy to, like, drip down. And that's what the strands are for. It allows them to drip down the strands oh. into you while you sleep. So you have pleasant dreams. I love that's that. Cool. I have them all over my house. Like that and crystals are, yeah. and plants are all over my house. Yeah. Yeah. When so, I told yeah. her you were doing my podcast, she was like, wanted to come. And I was like, how about you just co-host it with me? Because like, yeah, she's amazing. super into all of this stuff. As am I. But I know she knows a lot more about it than I do. Yeah. 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 yeah so they're they're awesome. And they do need to be cleansed because they do catch bad stuff. So you, you especially, uh, Billy, want to cleanse your dream catchers. How do you, yeah. you're how do, you do that? sensitive as a Pisces to energy. Uh, you can take Palo Santo or Sage yeah, uh, and, you know, light it and just cleanse them. I've heard her say that before. Preferably. Yeah. I get yeah. Palo Santo to everyone, especially as Sir, yes. all the drama. I'm like, <laughs> take some Palo Santo. Yeah. yeah. That's so good for you as a Pisces. You should do that every day. And yeah. Envision, like, a white light around you. Just, you like, know, when cleaning. I did my ayahuasca ceremony, the Palo Santo, like, was literally it just blew all of this negative stuff away from me mm-hmm. they came and fanned it on me and ever since that one my first ceremony i think it was like seven years ago i've been obsessed with Palo santo yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty amazing it's it's really good for you you should use it every day at the end of the day just because yeah. you pick up so much stuff as a uh-huh. pisces yeah so yeah. thank you for especially that especially in this yeah. world we live in. so You studied neuroscience and psychology, which helped you obviously explore consciousness. What about consciousness do you think everyone needs to know in order to live more authentically, so to say? I think that the thing about consciousness is we don't – we think about it as a single entity within ourselves and actually – what I've come to the conclusion of is an interaction of energies. So everything in our conscious awareness is actually an interaction of energies. So you're in my conscious awareness right now because my energy is interacting with yours. I'm seeing you for one, your actual physical form is interacting with, you know, my sight, Uh but we're also exchanging energy on a million other levels that we Mm -hmm. have no idea. Like a subconscious level, like a subconscious level, you know, like Uh our energy is like off, over in the corner yeah. having a whole other conversation <laughs> right? <laughs> that we have no idea about, but that filters into our conscious experience, mm-hmm. which is why when you meet a guy, you like hit it off right away or uh-huh. you don't because there's some level of your consciousness that's interacting with a level of his consciousness and they're interacting, right? So it's in the interactions yeah. of energies, if that makes sense. Now, how, do you, how much do you think the subconscious affects the conscious? mind a lot <laughs> but like with, without us realizing it right without us realizing it without us realizing it down to like the shirt you picked out today uh-huh. you know there's like something that clues you in um and also we can be i think our consciousness extends past time and space yeah so we can consciously we can subconsciously like pick out a color shirt and then say we meet somebody later that day and they're like oh my gosh that's my favorite color 
There's or you have the same outfit. Like you're like, you we this, all my best wear. friend and I do this all the time. We always match each other, not on purpose, but like <laughs> at least like twice a week, we show up matching. Because you're conscious. And he's the tourist. Yeah. 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 Okay. I have so a... you're connected on another level. So there's like something in you We're that connected on like... so many levels. <laughs> and that's consciousness. It's connection. It's interaction of energies. Human connection. No, no, really fast. <laughs> a lot of people I've experienced this lately, and a lot of people are talking about it, like how time is just so fast now. Like mm-hmm. there, it's like everything time flies. Is, time flies. And uh-huh. I know people time say like when you get older, yeah. but I've I've been hearing this from everyone. And is it because like we are expanding faster and faster? The universe is like so. I've heard so. It is expanding. Does that have something to do with it? Like, what do you... It could. It's all... Time is really interesting. Time is just a perception. Right. And it it's it's one of those, like, mind-bending things that if you, you know, take enough mushrooms or ayahuasca and you yeah. can sit there and talk, <laughs> you can think about time for months, you oh, know? Yeah. And just the whole construct. Of, it's a dimension, right? Time is a dimension. And so just like any dimension, it can shift and it can change. And we have this time that we've all agreed upon on this planet and this clock and the cycle that we've all agreed upon but who knows yeah what time actually is yeah. and it probably is shifting because the universe is always shifting yeah it's shifting slowly but it's always shifting do you believe I in just... time travel I think time travel could be possible I definitely time isn't linear we just perceive not, it that way time's not linear time's not linear so I think that, you know, t- we can we can travel through time. I also believe in, like, you know, black holes and that we could, mm-hmm. you know, get to another galaxy, like, very quickly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I believe in aliens. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's an absolute. But, yeah. yeah, I think time travel is possible. Maybe Elon Musk will figure it out. Right? Yeah, he, he Come will. on, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard he just got some shit for smoking some weed. I yeah. know. Can, I, can we smoke, smoke a joint? Tesla stock down. There's no blunt here? Wait, right? what? Oh, it's in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> There's always weed with me. <laughs> so do you think consciousness precedes existence? Or is there, like, such a thing as universal consciousness that, like, connects us all? I think there is. Yeah. I think there is. I think that um, we're all connected mm-hmm. through our consciousness and that we all – this is all energy and we're all just the same energy in individual little packets that we call ourselves. Like I'm just the packet of energy that's labeled Jill. Yeah. You know, but really like we're all connected. We're all one. Uh-huh. Uh, I do, it's called non-duality in um, philosophy. And yeah. And it's basically that we really are all just one energy system and we – You know, so when I tell people, like, listen to the universe, what I'm telling them is listen to yourself, you know, because you are the universe. You are everything. You know, we are Venus. We are Jupiter. We are the sun. We're absolutely everything. It's all the same material. And we're connected to everything through our consciousness, which is the interaction of all these energetic systems. Totally. But it's it's, to me, it's all the same. And so I think it does precede everything. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you? I like these questions. Thanks. <laughs> I, I got to give some credit to my producer Will because he he's the smart one out of the two of us and Thanks, came up Will. with some of these. So. <laughs> I, I can't like take full credit for them all. <laughs> I, I threw in my spin, but um, what do you think are a few things people can do today to get more in touch with themselves and their consciousness? Meditate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was another thing I wanted to ask you about. What do you think is the best form of meditation for someone like me who is always stressed, has anxiety, is like on the go, like always has people needing things? Like for me to just decompress, like I'll put on sad music and cry. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like my meditating. I did that it in the car be. this morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's... I'm just making myself depressed by listening to sad songs. <laughs> I for you it seems like you have a pretty active mind. I would probably just yeah. give you like um a distracting meditation where I wouldn't ask you to sit blankly or observe anything. I would tell you to like count numbers. Um, oh. so you know, when my the, mind goes crazy, like I can't just or a mantra. That's why that's why or I don't really read a lot because or I'm like so I'm not ADD, but yeah. it's just like my mind thinks of something that I just read and then I'm like, "Wait, what was mm-hmm. the I, So I'll give you two that you can try. And again, just, you know, experiment with or them. Or TM, too. Like, it's transcendental th- meditation. And they have yeah. a workshop right there close by you, actually, by the oh, beach. Oh, really? I mm-hmm. did a four-day um, 
thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice because then they, they give you the mantra. And it really helps me having a mantra. I feel like uh-huh. it will help you. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So you can try just like counting. You count up to eight. Like inhale one, exhale two, inhale three. You're just watching your inhales. You're not trying to change them at all. You're just letting them be natural. And you count up to eight and then you start back at one. And when you have a really active mind, what will happen is you'll get to six and you'll lose track and then you'll end up at 20 and you won't know where your mind went and then oh. you start back at one or you'll forget one the One to number. eight, then eight to one? You, you go one to eight and then you go back to one. Okay. It's always back to one. So one to eight – then back to one. I do like breathing so, exercises when I have a lot of anxiety where it's like in for however mm-hmm, many out mm-hmm, and then back in. Mm-hmm. Like it helps calm my heart rate. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, but for this, you're just like observing the breath. So inhale one, okay. exhale two, inhale three, exhale four. So you can try that for five minutes and then switch to so hum, which is a mantra meditation. And so hum just means I am. I am that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you say so on the inhale, hum on the exhale. So hum, so hum, so hum, so hum. But for you, if you have a really active mm-hmm. mind, you'll just go off on that. Yeah. The numbers keep you accountable because you're actually counting up to something. And so when you lose track oh. at five, you're like, oh, shit. I'm, I can't remember what number I'm on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like so hum. Right. And you, you stoner get... problems, short-term memory loss. <laughs> yeah. So try both yeah. of those. Okay. Try, try the counting and try the so-hum. And for me, I always tell people, that's my answer to the majority of my questions, meditate, meditate, meditate. Uh-huh. Get in touch with your intuition. Get in touch with your consciousness. Become more aware of yourself through meditation. And it yeah. doesn't take long. Right. You, you do it for five minutes a day. Just set a timer when you wake up. You yeah. probably do – anybody can do anything for five minutes. Totally. You just yeah. have to make yourself do it. You just have to make yourself That's do it. That's the hardest it. part. It's like getting back to the gym that first day. But then once you do, you get on a roll. It's just like – Yeah. You just have to do it. That first one. Mm-hmm. And it helps to like set – do it at the same time every day if you can, like right when you mm-hmm. wake up. It helps to have a space, a container. Yeah. Like containers are like very good, <laughs> especially for water. <laughs> yeah. Water girl over here. Yeah. You need the container. You need the space. No, you tell me I need a container and change my life because now I know what to manifest. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you need to create the container for yourself to create create a space. Yeah. A space for yourself to sit with your feelings. Same thing with meditation. You know, there are beautiful meditation cushions yeah. out there. Get a great meditation cushion. Get some crystals, some quartz crystal. You know, buy your mm. meditation pillow. Mm-hmm. Set it up. Set up the container so you have it. And then that makes it easier to just sit down, five minutes, done. Yeah. It's one of those things I talk about all the time, and I just haven't started it. I need to do it. Yeah. You're it's motivating perfect time. Me. It is. The new moon was yesterday. It's a yeah. perfect time to start a new. Yeah. Definitely. I'll all right. Last question. Okay. So we live in a world that seems to just prompt more and more stress every day, especially Billy and I's world, which is not a normal way of life. <laughs> Filming something, then watching it, reliving it, see what everyone says about you. Because of it, it's just it, – there's nothing normal about what we do. So what would you say are some tips for people, either us or just on a normal, average, everyday basis to relieve stress and find their center? Because, like, for me, I'll go to a spa and, like, get a massage. That's, like, mm-hmm. my, like, decompressing. That's what mm-hmm. works for me. But mm-hmm. is there something you would recommend? Meditation. Other than meditation? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured I was going to come back to that. But I was going to be like, like – no, girl, like, go med- to the spa. Med- That's amazing. Yeah. But meditate at the spa. All right, I get it. I'll meditate. <laughs> yeah. It's life-changing. It, it really it's is. It's life-changing. Okay. It's the most and powerful it's, tool, I think. It's, and it's one of those things that's like putting pennies in the savings account. Yeah. So you put a couple pennies in a day, mm-hmm. and in 10 years, you're like, oh, I can buy a uh-huh. house. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. and it's not going to take away all your stress. It's not going to solve all your problems. It's just going to allow you to deal with them a little bit calmer. Definitely. And uh, non-reactive. Yeah. So it allows you to become more non-reactive. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I used to always be like, um, I would just, I love eating, especially if I eat an edible and I have the munchies. Mm -hmm. I'll just go around my house eating all day long and I don't really think about what I'm doing. And um, then all of a sudden I started meditating. I did a workshop and I meditated for like six months straight. And every thought 
was just like I could literally be like, no, I don't want that snack right now. Like everything mm-hmm. was just slow motion, mm-hmm. and I had control over my mm-hmm. thoughts, which was so powerful. Because mm-hmm. if we can control our thoughts, then we can control ourselves. It, it so. gives you space. Yeah, it gives you space in between the stimuli, the thing happening, uh-huh. and your reaction, and it gives yeah. you time to totally. form a new reaction. Because most of the time, we're reacting from conditioned patterns, from our subconscious mind, from familiar, from learned responses that mm-hmm. we learned when we were kids. Yeah. And we're still yeah. applying them today to the same events. And it's like, uh-huh. we're not kids anymore. We're in a totally different situation. Yeah. And so meditation so gives you that space to form a new reaction. It allows you to okay. reprogram yourself. I think I need that in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, redesign yourself. Definitely. This has been so informative and so <laughs> I cool. I, I love so it. Thanks, Thank guys. you for joining me, Billy. Yes. And Jill, everyone, check out her website, get her workbooks, spiritdaughter.com. And just a reminder, Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service where you guys can watch 100 TV channels, thousands of movies on demand, all for free. As I've said before, no credit card needed, no sign up. It is easy, completely legal, and what are you guys waiting for? You know, you can watch all of your favorite TV shows, hit movies, never pay for TV again. Just download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today. And check out spiritdaughter.com. Get the workbooks. Figure out your moon and rising signs. I did, and it was... I was shook. I'll say that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine.